Welcome back to Primetime Kansas City. Football is officially back, and you know that that means this podcast is officially back in swing. We finally have a show with all three of the guys. John and Josh are here alongside with me today. We're going to break down the beginning of Chiefs training camp, some injury news, the Chris Jones contract news, and then, everyone loves it, our NFL season award prediction. We're not going to go into records and stuff like that, but we are going to guess individual awards, MVPs, those sort of things. I think we're like a combined 1 in 50 on those uh, in the years that we've done. Uh, I have numbers pulled up. We are a combined 1 in 41. And, 1 in 41. Uh, See, that wasn't a bad guess. Um I don't even remember the one I got. I think it was like defensive rookie of the year with Chase Young. It was Young. Chase Young. Yeah. It was Chase rookie. Young. Yeah, like a layup. And um, the thing is, like, we'll get into it later. Yeah. Um. And then, yeah, we'll talk into a little bit of obviously with the fall coming up. College football is getting near. Mizzou's got some exciting recruitment stuff going on. And then the Royals. I mean, they're the Royals. John Sherman put out a statement earlier today about the new stadium. Uh, if you know us, you know that we're probably not going to be too uh, too positive about that one. Let's start it off, though, with Chiefs training camp. Let's start off with the first thing that happened at Chiefs training camp. Kadarius Toney messed up his knee on a special teams uh, drill and as of today got surgery to kind of fix things up a little bit. Now, it's not like a serious season-ender injury, thankfully, but he probably will not be there for most of camp and he is questionable to start the season on time. John, how worrisome should this be for a Chiefs team that isn't as deep as receiver as they have been in years past? Yeah, man. Um, it's not ideal. I think I really what it boils down to for me is I think a lot of Chiefs fans had some hope or maybe the impression this offseason that Kadarius Tony was going to be our wide receiver one. Um, I just don't have a ton of belief in him being able to be on the field enough for him to establish that as his position. Um, look, I, I think trading for him was still a really good move. And I think if you get him healthy at the right times, He's going to be impressive, but I believe this is his third injury in the time since we traded for him, and that's not counting him when he was already hurt when we got him. Um, I believe this is actually his fourth. Yeah, yeah, and this is a guy that got injured a lot before. Um, So I have kind of taken my eggs out of the Kadarius Tony consistent contributor basket. I think he's still has a lot to offer when he's on the field. Um, and if you get him healthy, like, come playoff time, we've seen what he can do. I mean, that special teams play basically won us the Super Bowl, one could argue. Um, but, yeah, I think it's concerning for him to really be a guy that puts up, you know, big regular season numbers. It's it's almost like a worse version of Sammy Watkins as far as the injury front goes. I, okay, so that, that's how I was going to compare it to. I was going to say he's a better Sammy Watkins, but I think he gets more serious injuries. Or more injuries to be concerned about. So, it's like pick your poison. And I agree with you, John. I would probably pick Kadarius Tony Because when it comes to playoff time, with the roster we have in the wide receiver core, we don't have Tyreek Kill anymore. Like, Kadarius Tony, the reports were he's our number one guy. And the fact that our number one guy might not, might not even be there week one is a little concerning. And who knows how long it's going to take for him to get ready. Because I saw something saying it could be until Halloween. But that I only saw that once, so I'm hoping that is not true. But I agree. I think you could easily compare Tony to uh, Sammy Watkins. Yeah, um, it's obviously not a great thing. I was kind of subscribed to the fact that he could be a wide receiver one here, mainly because like when he was on the field last year for Kansas City, I think back to the Jacksonville game last year where Juju mm-hmm. got knocked out. He really did become the wide receiver one. Had a 
a really nice game. Some really nice Tyreek-esque catches. And, you know, we're like not a bigger receiver, but he's making catches that a bigger receiver would make over defenders. Um, I'm not too worried about it, man. I'm really not. Like, is he a little injury prone? Yes. But here's the thing. You compare him to Sammy Watkins, but if he could do the Sammy Watkins where he plays 10 games and shows up for the playoffs, I don't see why that can't be manageable for this Chiefs roster. Um, Agree. You know, I don't think he has to play 17 games because I don't think that's really ever going to happen. Um, and, and, and when you do think about it, actually, playing 17 games at the receiver position really doesn't happen very often for any receiver uh, within, within the NFL. They always have something you know minor happen, it seems like. So I think the Chiefs will be fine if he does take the Sammy Watkins route of, hey, I'm going to be there for about 10 games, and when it's playoff time, I'm going to contribute and step up. If that's what we get, I'm not concerned about it because that's kind of what he gave you last year. He kind of, you know, came in, played, you know, what? I don't, I don't even think he played 10 games in Kansas City last year. Um, and then, you know, come postseason time, like you mentioned, uh, he, he did deal with injuries like almost every Chiefs receiver did last postseason. But in that Super Bowl, uh, like you said, I mean, probably made the game-winning play. Also had, you know, just an absurd, <laughs> an absurd difference uh, considering that field versus everybody else. Mm-hmm. I mean, nobody could keep their footing. Somehow he was able to make cuts looking like prime Lashawn mm-hmm. McCoy back there. Um, so, yeah, it sucks, but I'm not overly worried about it. And I don't think the Chiefs receiving core is as bad as people would make it out to be. I think uh, MVS is a, a fine quality receiver. I'm hopeful for Justin Ross. Um, obviously, Rasheed Rice comes in. Sky Moore, I think, takes a, a bigger step into the offense this season. And, of course, you have... Travis Kelsey, and I think that's another thing, not to go on too long of a rant here, I think that's another thing that I'm confident in is that the three tight end set of Kelsey Gray yep. and Fortson can kind of make up for uh, maybe some of the time that he misses. Because we saw last year when they ran the three tight end set, uh, even you know when Blake Bell came back, it, it was very effective. Yep, yep. No, I completely agree, man. I, I'm not terribly worried about what this. I think we can succeed with or without him. Um I think one thing that contributes to him being hurt so much is he's able to do some superhuman things that put you in a position to be injured. I don't know if that's what happened on this play, but I recall his injury against the Bengals. He made a pretty, pretty uh, crazy cut upfield and just gets ripped back and end up doing like his hamstring or something. Um, I want to say look, like that re-aggravated it. Like it, it, you could tell like something happened, but like. I forgot what it was in the regular season that he did because I could have swore he just re-aggravated it in the uh, AFC Championship. Yeah, it, I think it was something like that. But Jackson, you made the best point. If he's there when it matters, it's completely acceptable, and we have ways to mitigate the problem for the regular season, as you mentioned. I also want to point out too. I think there's somebody that hopefully can prove himself this year, and that's Justin Ross, because that guy himself. What there was so much hope going into last year before he got a season-ending injury in training camp, which was a little concerning because he did have a lot of injury issues in Clemson. But if he can come into week one healthy, who knows? Maybe he can help fill the shoes that are needed to be filled until Kadarius Tony comes back. I think yeah. Kansas City is going to be fine in the wide receiver room in general. It's just, can we get to the postseason healthy, which is what we always are coming back to. I think yeah. the thing you have to think about is that we literally beat Cincinnati last year with – Marcus Kemp on the field at Making wide receiver. Like, yeah. if we could, 
you know, managed to beat the second best team in the AFC, maybe even the second best team in the NFL with a receiver core as thin as that. I have no doubt that they'll be fine this year. And also, guys, I didn't even mention, like, a guy like, is it's frustrating as he can be sometimes. Justin Watson, at least he knows the offense. He's good for a couple of catches a game. And I think more than anything, like, guys that we have that can just take the top off a of defense that necessarily don't even have to get thrown the ball to make an impact on a play. When you think of a guy like Valdez Scantling. Um, well, that's where John Ross comes into play, too. Yeah, if, yeah. If you see him making roster. So and, lots uh, of depth. And, I mean, if it absolutely comes down to the worst possible case scenario, you got a guy like Cornell Powell who's been here for three years who at least knows the playbook. So I'm not yep. overly worried about the Tony thing. It's obviously not a great thing, but I think we'll be okay in that department. Let's move on yep. to probably the bigger news, uh, the Chris Jones not reporting for camp. Uh, reportedly wants to be the second highest paid defensive tackle in the league, wants to make $30 million a year. I've got a lot to say about this. I'm sure you guys do too. Josh, what are your thoughts on the situation we find ourselves in? I think when you look at it, when it comes to Chris Jones, we all know he's a top five defensive player in the league, at least on the D-line position, that's for sure. But when you look at it in general, I kind of think like we all kind of saw it coming to like this point because we've seen Chris Jones do this. I've always worried about there will be that one time where maybe that one player that we always want, a.k.a. Chris Jones, Terry Kill, Travis Kelsey, those kind of players, they'll just walk. Eventually they will walk. And I'm a little worried that this could be the case because I saw reports we were about $10 million off of uh, annually of what each other is offering. Like I saw Chris Jones needs at least once at least $30 million a year and we're offering about 20 25 million a year so it's a little concerning hopefully we can get it figured out but at the same time i don't want to be wasting a lot of money on a position like chris jones because eventually like all we're going to be having all of our eggs in a few uh or we're going to be having yeah all of our eggs in a uh in one basket when it comes to travis kelsey chris jones mahomes i don't want to have three players making up the lump sum of our uh payroll well, I think this situation is a little bit concerning. Not necessarily as concerning as people make it out to be, but there's a few moving parts going on. First of all, the Chiefs, I don't think this situation exists. But Chris Jones has to play for the Chiefs this season yeah. if they want to be legitimate Super Bowl contenders. I mean, I talk about the defense being really good, which is one reason that I'm confident the Chiefs can roll through the AFC again. Um and if you lose the guy that really drove them last year, because let's not forget, Chris Jones was the first or second best defensive player in the entire NFL last season. Um, there's really not much you can do if you lose him. Um, and I think this is where if we legitimately didn't plan to extend him, then we probably should have traded him before the draft got around. Um, or if we legitimately think there's a chance he's not going to play. Now, like I said, I don't think that'll happen. Um, I think that we're going to end up signing Chris Jones for near what it is he's asking for. Uh, I don't think 30 million a year in the 60 million guaranteed range is too crazy an ask for Chris Jones. And I'm usually a guy that is team trade the player away or, you know, one year don't, don't overpay a guy just to keep a player around. Um, look, I see the risk where the chiefs are coming from here. He's pushing 29. That is like the age for, the downturn in a any athlete's career um 
it doesn't necessarily mean it has to be, but that's a trend. Um, and look, you're signing him into when he's 31, 32. So I understand the lenience here. Um, but at the end of the day, I think it's just kind of hard to speculate. I don't know exactly what's going on in these conversations. The thing I do know is that Chris Jones really has to play for the Chiefs this year. Um, there's no working around that. Um, the Chiefs need him to play. I think Chris Jones will play. Like I said, he's due $30 million some odd dollars this season. Um, and look, if a resolution isn't come to by the end of the year or – by the start of the next offseason, I think he's going to get franchise tagged, and we're going to have this conversation all over again. Um, so, yeah. Ideally, a deal can be worked out pretty soon here. Before you say something, Jackson, the only concerning part to me is, didn't this happen the last time he, he wanted a new contract? Like, it seems like, and it, I mean, it got resolved, but it seems like we've always never seen eye-to-eye when it comes to money in Chris Jones. And eventually... It, who knows? Maybe Chris Jones and his agent just get fed up with our negotiations. And hopefully that's not the case, but this is literally their second time around. I'm pretty sure like going back and forth arguing. Yep. Yep. I mean, it happened after the last time he won the Super Bowl. Yep. So it's happening again here. Jackson, I want to hear what you have to say. <laughs> I'm really not nervous in the slightest about this. Like literally not at all. I think that there's two possible scenarios that happen immediately. One is uh, they come to a deal and he plays this year. The other is they don't and he plays this year. But either yeah, way, yeah. he's going to play this year. And mm-hmm. I guess you could say a third possible scenario is they trade him. I don't see that happening right now. Uh-uh. That would be something Hell. that happens next off season. So I'm not overly concerned with it. One thing I think I'm a little hopeful for is the thing that happened with Tyree Kill and why I think they ended up dealing him is because he wanted to be the highest paid receiver in the league. Wanted to kind of reset the market, uh, be, you know, the $30 million guy, and the Chiefs didn't want to do that. Whereas Chris Jones wants to be the second, high, at least the second highest paid defensive tackle in the league. He doesn't, he's not, from reports, not asking to be paid higher than Aaron Donald, which makes it way more attainable for the Chiefs to do. I think that there's no doubt you should pay Chris Jones to be the second highest uh, paid mm-hmm. defensive tackle in the league. I'd go as far as to say, as of right now, he is the best defensive tackle in the league. Uh, if at least you go back from last year, he was better than Aaron Donald was. And I, every Chiefs game I watch, he's arguably the second most important player on that roster. Especially in last year's AFC Championship game, him stepping up was really the big difference in that game compared to the year we lost, where he got two sacks, including the sack on third and eight to get us the ball back to win the game. So, you know, I, I'm team pay Chris Jones. Uh I know we had this conversation, what, in 2020? Uh, it feels very similar, except obviously he's a little older now. But I'd pay him. And I think Kansas City has really, if you've seen what Brett Veach has done here, he's kind of done like on the defensive side of the ball, he'll pay Chris Jones and kind of just let everybody else walk. And he'll get younger, cheaper, faster players to replace everybody else, but he's been willing to pay Chris Jones. And I expect that to happen. I expect him to come to a deal um, – you know, when you think about it, last year Orlando Brown ha- uh, held out at the beginning of camp and ended up showing up anyway without a new deal. I could see that realistically happening with Chris Jones. Um, I don't see him leaving, though. I don't see them making a move for him to leave. I think that they're no. going to find a way to lock him up for another four or five years um, You know, towards the end of his prime and keep him in Kansas City. I think they know. Kansas City knows how valuable he is towards that defense. 
whereas, you know, you could kind of reinvent the offense after trading Tyree Kill. I'm not sure you could reinvent this defense if you traded Chris Jones. I think that would just be... Look, I know he's not the same age. I know it's different, but that that would kind of be like the Cowboys getting rid of Micah Parsons. Where it's like, that. your whole defense revolves around this guy. And part of the reason we were able to be successful last year with such a young secondary is because of Chris Jones being able to generate pressure almost every single snap up the middle on quarterbacks. And especially in the run game as well. I remember we used to be dreadful. Oh, the sorry. I know I know you're talking, but this is actually breaking news for the NFL. Okay. Justin Herbert, five years, oh. $262.5 million. There we go. Talking That's honestly about a, a bit Patrick frustrating. Patrick Mahomes' deal keeps getting better and better and better. Talk about, um, <laughs> talk about extensions. Yeah, I mean – that 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 will that sets up Joe Burrow pretty well. Yeah, you know? that's what now Adam Joe Shepard Burrow's said. got a number to look at. That's fifty two and a half million dollars a year for Herbert. Uh, not surprised. What's the, does it say guaranteed money? Uh, it does not mention that. That'll probably come gotcha. out in a little that's, bit. That's but still, I mean, big ass contract for Herbert. Not surprised at all. Um, good for him. I mean, yeah, deserved it. He's one of the top QBs in the league. Speaking of that, I mean, my number ten through one are today as well. Uh, I could actually. <laughs> there might be the good transition to do that just right now, before we get into awards. Yeah, uh, as long as we're we done awards, you might as well. As long as we're doing, as long as we're done with the Chris Jones thing, we really don't have much more to touch on. I think we're all in the same boat where we want him re-signed and locked up. Um, but but you do have to think. One thing I'll say before we end the turn the page on this one is you do have to consider the upcoming contracts of guys like Creed Humphrey, um, Trey Smith, Nick Bolton. Those sorts of players, Legarius Sneed. I think, yeah. See, think. I think you throw Willie Gay in there, and I bet you four of those five guys walk. Yeah, um, and it's tough, but I mean, you do have to consider that. Um, no, I I think that's the fine way to play it, though. Just go back to the way that you built it from there again. Try to. Stock I think it up if you the keep the options. I just think if you keep the nucleus of Mahomes, Kelsey, and Jones, you can make other things work, and I think they kind of feel yep. the same. You can. Um, all right. Well, let me get through the last 10 quarterbacks I have to rank. You guys weren't here when I went through 20 through 11, but oh well. At number 10, I have Kirk Cousins. I, this was tough. I didn't really know to put him in. Who was number 11? Number 11 was Geno Smith. So I, okay. Okay, I, I kind of went back and, and 12 was Kyler Murray. So it, it's kind of, you know, I don't know. 10? I had no problem getting number one through eight. Ten and nine were tough. Kirk is consistent. He's nothing special. Um, you know, is he a quality quarterback? Yes. He's better than a lot of the guys in the league, but he's not He's not an elite quarterback, and he probably never will be. Number nine. This one might be a little controversial. I've seen people push him outside of their top tens, but I'm going to keep him in my top ten. I'm going Matthew Stafford at number nine. This was another one where I had – a lot of questions on where to put him, but I'm not going to put too much stake into last year. He was clearly injured, missed a lot of time. The Rams were obviously not a very good football team, but I think the pairing of him and McVay makes sort of a comeback this year. I think they have a solid year. Uh, I'm excited to see what Stafford looks like this year. Hopefully he's healthy. From there on, I kind of had no doubt on these eight. It was just the order I'd put him in. Eight to me was Aaron Rodgers. That might be a little low. Thought he had a down year last year. I expect him to have a really good year this year with the Jets. 
everything you hear, him and Garrett Wilson are tearing shit up. So I expect him to have a good year. Seven, I put Trevor Lawrence. I could see him even going higher than this. Really think he's the cream of the crop of quarterbacks in this league. It would not surprise me a year from today if I call if he ranked above a guy like Josh Allen on my list. It really would not surprise me. I think Trevor Lawrence is that good. Six, I have Lamar. I mean, it's it, this guy's tough to rank, but there's no denying when he's on the field, the Ravens are one of the best teams in the NFL, and it's hard to. And that's, that's what quarterback's most valuable trait is, is winning. Um, but the injuries are a little bit of a concern, hopefully with the new contract and actually having some receivers and getting rid of their last offensive coordinator. He turns up a little bit. Speaking of Herbert, I have him at five. Herbert reminds me a lot of Aaron Rodgers in his young career. Makes just some of the most ridiculous throws you've ever seen, but also loses games in like the most ridiculous way possible. And most of the time, it's not even on Herbert. The same way, like, most of the times, it really wasn't on Rodgers early in Green Bay when they would lose. Um, he's really good. It kind of sucks he's in the Chiefs division. I'll just say that. Kind of wish that the Chargers and him would have failed their contract negotiations. For Herbert's uh, contract, Ian Rappaport is reporting monster guarantees. So whatever that means, Mr. Rappaport. I, I don't like – if you said that the whole contract's $245 million, I wouldn't be surprised if 220 of that was guaranteed. Yeah, wouldn't but, shock me. But I go on. Number four, this might be a disagreement. I have Josh Allen at four. A lot of people would put him in that top three. To me, he falls out of it a little bit. He's too reckless with the football for my liking. And whether you want to put the blame on him or not, has he really won a big game in his career? He's won some playoff games, but he's he won the big game. Honestly... Honestly, the biggest game I think you can say that Josh Allen has won up until this point is a regular season game in Kansas City. That To me, that's the biggest game he's won. And so, Who'd he beat in the divisional round to play us in the AFC Championship? Um, Baltimore. So, but, yeah, I think yeah. that was a pretty good win. 17-3. to three. I mean, Lamar but, got no, hurt. No, uh, Lamar got hurt too. Yeah, it, I don't know. Yeah, it's a playoff win though. I'm it is, fan. but the point being... It was being, in Buffalo, Lamar got hurt. I... But when, here, here's the thing. When it comes down to it, against Burrow and Mahomes, he's 0-3 in the playoffs. And that's going to sting him for a while. Until he can get one of those, he's going to be lower here. Number three. Oh, if only his... <laughs> yeah, if only his fucking coach wasn't an idiot with 13 seconds. Yeah. Narratives would be oh. changed. But they're not. And Josh Allen is just too careless with the football for my liking sometimes. He really has some disastrous turnovers. That game versus Minnesota last year. When all they had to do is QB sneak it out of the end zone and he fumbled. Shit like that. It reminds me of Brett Favre so much. He's very good. Don't get me wrong. That's why he's number four. But, yeah. Number three, I could see why people would flip these two, but I'd put Jalen Hurts at three. Um, I know John wasn't the biggest fan of Jalen Hurts this past season, but he, to me, is like Russell Wilson was in his young career at Seattle. That guy is just fucking deadly. He is so accurate. He is doesn't get phased by anything. And I have a hard time believing he is going to be, you know, coming back down to earth this year. I think, if anything, Philadelphia's offense will be rolling just as fine. And I would have had him at five. At five? Okay, well. Yeah, yeah and, and I guess, you know, him only doing it for one year is a thing. I get it. Um, but my, my other thing with him is, like, we still talk about the big game. I mean... He did almost beat the Chiefs, but also he only had to beat the Giants and the 49ers quarterback debacle. 
That's true. I mean, I, I get where you're coming from with that. But, I mean, I do think a lot of this, a lot of his ranking for me was probably elevated by his Super Bowl performance. Where yeah. Yeah. he really made one mistake all game. Outside of the yeah. fumble, you really can't point at anything and say, like, oh, this if he would have done this, they would have. Not really. And I think, honestly, the drive where they're down eight in that game, when we get up 35 to 27, and he puts together a drive and gets the two point conversion by himself, that kind of erased the fumble for me. That was kind of like, okay. Yeah. If Philly's defense can't get a stop now, like, Jalen's done enough to. And he only has to get, like, eight yards in three downs, and he's a free first down on fourth from literally two yards away. (laughs) And the NFL somehow didn't outrule that. Um, No, 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 the the, the thing should be other teams should be doing it. The fact that every single team just, like, watched as that happened. Like, you don't have to have – and everyone says, well, Jalen Hurts can squat 400 pounds. (laughs) Whatever. I understand that. But you can't tell me that a team – it doesn't even have to be a quarterback. Just a player that can do that. It's, yeah. It frustrates the living hell out of me. But I think this is everybody's top two in the NFL right now. Um, if it's not, I really have questions. I have Burrow at two, and then Mahomes at one. I don't think that yeah. there's much debate right now. I think they are the best and, two quarterbacks in the NFL. And there's a bigger gap between one and two than any of the other players in this entire list. I don't know if I'd say that, but... There's a gap for sure. Like, I don't think it's close between one and two. But, I mean, I do. Look, Burrow to me is. There's been so many quarterbacks that have come up during Mahomes' short career. Like, Deshaun Watson was probably the first. Then it was Lamar. Then it was Herbert. Uh, It's been. There's been so many different guys that they're like, this is going to be the new Brady Manning. But Mahomes' Burrow is the new Brady Manning. Where it is every single year, it feels like it's inevitable. It's going to come down to those two. And the AFC, and there will be a year. Yeah, I think there will be a year like may, maybe Josh Allen is the Ben Roethlisberger of that era for that analogy, where he'll get through and get his sometime. But you, the, fe- the chief, I feel like neither of them has staked their claim there yet, except for maybe the fact that Burrow has actually won games against Mahomes. I mean, as far as playoffs go, it's Chiefs have played the Bengals twice and they played the Bills twice. Uh they they both are they both are coming. It's. It's a lot. Yeah, I mean, it's – they're up there. They're all up there. Like, last year I probably would have put Allen above Burrow. But after – I just think Bur- – the one thing I will admire the hell about Burrow, and I think this is what makes most of the guys up on my top of my list so damn good, is no matter how shitty they're playing or how wrong shit's going, they just stand in there and they keep fucking fiery. Like, Burrow's offensive line these past two years, not against the Chiefs, but against everybody else, has been a catastrophe – and he just sits back there and takes the punishment and keeps delivering out of the puck. He doesn't even flinch. And I, I respect the hell out of him for that. The same way I feel about Trevor Lawrence. They get down 27 last year in that playoff game. Didn't give a fuck. He just kept slinging that shit. And I it, I do think that that's what separates some of these guys. Is some of them kind of fold. And the other ones like Mahomes and these guys, they just keep slinging it. Yep, they do. So there's, the, there's my top 40. Now we can get into awards. Oh, boy. All right. Are you, is this when I take over? Sure. All right. Here we go, bitches. This is the fourth annual early NFL award predictions. In parentheses, we skipped 2022. Did we really? That fits a, yes, yes, we did. I did not realize that until I was trying to find. Damn. Uh, 
I feel like we made them, we just didn't make the graphic. Yeah, I, I think like that also happened. We did because I predicted but... Herbert to win MVP last year to try and curse him. Yeah, probably. I feel but like I might anyway, Mahomes for MVP. I don't know. You guys do that every. You two, it's always you two, Mahomes, and I pick someone else. Yeah, no, Jackson has a curse on MVP, but instead he. But yeah, that only worked for Carson Wentz. Um, all right, it kind of worked for Brady. He retired briefly. I'm 0 and 14. John is 0 and 14. Jackson is 1 and 13. So, as you can guess, we're kind of shit at this. But anyway, it's hard. Coach of the year. <laughs> it's coach hard. of the year. Hmm. I am going to go. So or no, yeah, it will go me, John here. Jackson. I know. I feel like the odd, the obvious case is Dan Campbell. But who? You never go. Is obvious. it obvious? Like, is it? I don't know. There's no obvious coach of the year ever, in my opinion. My coach of the year might be stupid. I can't. I oh, fuck. All right. Uh, give me Arthur Smith. Interesting one. I mean, the NFC no, South is no, terrible. No, no. I take you back. Sean Payton. Sean Payton. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, coach of the year is completely a narrative award. The real coach <laughs> of the year never actually wins it. True. Um. Like, I'm sorry, but I don't think there's ever been a more obvious coach of the year than Andy Reid last year. Uh, just mm-hmm. throwing that out there. Yep. Um, I am going to go with, and this is really maybe stupid because they're probably going to be shit. Or not shit, but they're probably not going to live it up. But And I hate this coach, man. I think he sucks. But I think he's got great talent. I'm going to go with Doug Peterson. Mm. I, I think Doug is shit. I I guess you guys didn't go to the Jacksonville game last year. I'm going to bring this up every time. Doug Peterson got an onside kick on the first play of the game, okay? He kicked off with an onside kick, and then he, he punted on fourth and one from the Chiefs 42. He punted on fourth and one from the Chiefs 42. That is, like, against everything that I stand for as a coach. You 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 risk it all with an onside kick to start the game, and then you punt on fourth and short in opponent's territory? Um, just fucking wild to me. Um, he, but, but he is one of the most aggressive coaches for the most part. But why would you go super aggressive and then punt on fourth and one from the 42? Look, it's, I, I it's one the, play, John. I mean, he, for the most part... Is pretty aggressive okay, as a coach. That's, that 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 I I know you can't judge it all of one play, but that's like if I woke up in the morning and did just something that made no sense. If I woke up in the morning and jumped off the top of my steps from the top, but people generally consider me to be a smart guy, nobody's not going to say, "Okay, that guy's stupid." Like that that's just how it is. Okay. It, that that's stupid as shit. Okay, that's just the dumbest fair. thing I've ever seen a coach do. But. They have great talent. They got Calvin Ridley. Um, With all that being said, you're still going Doug Peterson, Coach of the Year. Yes, I am still going Doug Peterson. Yep. I was going to mm-hmm. go Sean Payton, but I'm not going to do the same as Josh. Are we, okay, I was going to say, are we, gonna, are we enforcing that this year? No, you can do same, but I'm just not going to. Um, I'm going Robert Sala. I think the Jets have a pretty good year. And, uh, you know, any team that goes from missing the playoffs to having a good year. Now, I guess uh, it is tricky, right? Because, like, Matt LaFleur went 13-3 his first year and didn't win Coach of the Year because they were like, Willie has Aaron Rodgers. But I don't know. I think the Jets have a big turnaround this year, and Salah gets the award. 
Yeah, I mean, I also I'm think thinking like of the first Jets year head or coaches. the Packers. I'm thinking of first year head coaches, and it's like there's no way in hell Jonathan Gannon gets it in Arizona. No fucking way Shane Steichen gets it in Indianapolis. No way D'Amico Ryan's gets it in Houston. So then you kind of look at it and you're like, it's got to be a tenured one, right? And then I thought about Frank Reich for a little bit, but I'm gonna go solo. I thought about All Frank right. Reich too. So. We're going to skip the next award, and we're going to go to the defensive player of the year. Defensive rookie of the year. Sorry. Excuse me. And I think this one's kind of like against two people, but me saying that, I'm probably not even going to get two. Like, these two probably aren't going to win. But with that being said, I am going Jalen Carter from the University of Georgia on the Philadelphia Eagles. We can use the same ones. You can. I was literally – who was that guy that the ty- the Texans traded up for? Jalen or uh, Will Anderson. Will Anderson. I'm taking Will Anderson. <laughs> so we've got the... The funniest, my favorite part of the awards when it comes to the rookies is I always get like them whenever they're wearing suits. So whenever I try to like think like, oh, who is that? Like, did they win? You have no like, idea who, who it is. Who the fuck <laughs> is this? Like, I just looked up Will Anderson and I'm like, oh, I didn't know that's what he looked like. Yeah. I am going to go with Christian Gonzalez, corner for the Patriots. I thought he slipped in the draft, and holy shit, what a spot to go, New England. Literally, and Belichick is this fucking, like, you know, hates, not hates rookies, but he's, he doesn't get excited about a lot of people, but Belichick has said a lot of good shit about him. And he, to me, he was a really, I thought he was going to be the first corner off the board. Uh, I, I would not be surprised at all to see him have a Trayvon Diggs-type impact. He is fluid as hell, and I could see him getting a lot of interceptions. I like it. All right. Now on to the Offensive Rookie of the Year. I didn't go chalk here. I, can't believe not we've chalk, never got, I, I cannot go. believe we've never gotten this one. Uh, yeah. To me, that this one is – I feel like this is one we could get. But I'm not going to make it easy on myself. I'm going Jackson Smith and Jigba. Okay, I like it. I think – I think Geno Smith, it gives him a really nice target. I mean, I get they have DK and Tyler, but I think Jackson Smith and Jigba just adds a lot to the Seahawks. And who knows? Maybe he, like, shines really bright. Because, like, dude, we all know the Rose Bowl performance he had. Like, imagine oh, if he just insane. does half yeah. that. He's nuts. Like, that shit's insane. And then he was, he wasn't even the best wide receiver at Ohio State this year. That's the crazy thing. Yeah. All right. I'm going to go with the worst pick in the draft and quite possibly the worst pick I've ever seen. Um, at least behind what the team was trying to do and was completely ignoring everything that is true about football. I'm going to take Bijan yeah, Robinson. It's the most obvious pick, right? It, this is like yeah, I thought taking, you were gonna take it's well. like me taking Chase Young. It, it's like this is this has to hit. Yeah, 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 yeah. This guy's nasty as hell, and the Falcons decided they'd rather have him instead of an actual defense. So, yep. All right. Yeah, Jackson I mean, to me, it, to, it's the it's the pick that makes the most sense. It, it's hard to imagine he doesn't. Give me oh. B, give me Bijan as well. I, I I want to do something else, but I can't make myself. Do nah, don't, don't harm yourself by being last. I I no, just, but I just think I mean, the only other guy I was seriously considering here was Jameer Gibbs because rookie running backs just have immediate impacts, but. I'm gonna go. Dude, Bichon. I'm gonna be honest. Like, I want to take Bijan, but I'm like, I'm not going chalky. I want to be interesting. I'm, you know, I'll permit myself this chalk. All right. Uh, I'm next not gonna up, go very chalky the rest of the way, so I'll do this one. Next up is defensive player of the year. I'm gonna go with a man that I 
believe won it. Yeah, I think he did. T.J. Watt for the I think, third time. This will be his third. Yeah, I mean he's gonna. Con- then J.J. win it three times. I th- pretty I sure. Maybe even more, but yeah, at least three. At least three. He's got to continue the Watt tradition. I feel bad for Derek Watt. That man. <laughs> yeah, but he has to be a fullback. Loser. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> other than that, T.J. Watt. I am gonna go with. Um, I believe. I believe the old saying from the late Therese Paler was contract year is undefeated. And if he doesn't sign, I like him to go crazy. So I'm taking Chris Jones yeah. because he kind of he kind of put himself into this conversation last year. Oh, he should have. Like I, I genuinely awards. believe he should have been last year. Oh, I think absolutely. I just think people uh, had to downplay it because everyone has their – who ended up winning it? Bosa? I believe it was Nick Bosa, right? Yeah, who, who was damn good too. But Chris Jones did just un, unbelievable things at defensive tackle. Um and maybe he earned some goodwill with stretching out to end since he basically got the big sack against the Bengals doing that. Um, so, yeah, I think he's going to have just a ridiculous season and really put the pressure on the Chiefs. Uh, just to answer your question, Nick Boston did one defensive player. And then I think the previous two years it was T.J. Watt, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. All right. So, Jackson, um, who do you have man, at? Yes, yeah, this, this is super tough. I mean, there's – I'm not going to go chalk. Like, Michael Parsons makes a lot of sense, but I'm not going to go chalk here. I'm going to get a little crazy here and go with Fred Warner. I think he's arguably a top five player on the defensive side of the football in the NFL. Clearly the best linebacker in the NFL. I don't even think there's a second close. I think he – I mean, I consider Parsons an edge. So I'm going to call him the best linebacker in the NFL. He is just so damn good to what they do. Yeah, he's damn good. Offensive player of the year. This is a player that I think I've picked before. I may, maybe not. Maybe I have. Someone's probably picked him. And I think he has a way better chance with this team. Give me Christian McCaffrey. CMC. He does have a good shot. Okay. That's that's an interesting pick. I, I can't I can't hate on that one. Oh man. This is the one that I really have the hardest time deciding because you just don't know like how the award's going to be looked Offensive at. Player of the year is literally this, who's the runner up of MVP. Yeah. <laughs> if it's yeah. not a QB. Yeah. Like Mahomes easily should have been offensive player of the year, but um, I will go with, hmm, hang on. Let me, let me deliberate here. Okay. I think I picked this last year. I'm going to go insane and do it again. I'm going to go, or wait, no, I didn't. I got it. I'm going to go AJ Brown. Okay. Yeah, I like it. I I just picked the name. I don't have a great justification for it. <laughs> AJ, watch AJ Brown actually win offensive play of the year after. I mean, it's that. not the most far fetched guess John has had. Not even close. No, it's actually, nothing close to Terrence, Terrence man. man. Yeah, Terrence man, it's nothing yeah. close to Terrence. Man. Trent Williams, <laughs> Pacheco. Let's <laughs> just go crazy with it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rashi Rice. Oh man, and, and it wouldn't even surprise me. I would just, I would just like, yep, that's John. That, that's his type of pick. Like this is probably the most like, I'm not gonna say chalk, but chalk John has ever went. But we haven't <laughs> gotten to the most prestigious award. Oh yeah, that we're saving that one. Um, my offensive player of the year is gonna be Garrett Wilson. It's just the hype is out of control right now, which means he's probably gonna bust because he's on my fantasy team. But he, I look, you give that guy Aaron. He was insane last year with the dumpster fire 
that the Jets had at quarterback. Did he win offensive rookie of the year? Yes. So I mean, I, I look. I think he's capable of it. I really do. I think him and Rogers could be an Adams and Rogers type of connection. All right. I got two Jets this on my board. Us- I'm really, I'm really banking on the Jets this year. I wonder why. All right. MVP, John, I already have you down for Patrick Mahomes, and I have myself down for Patrick Mahomes. Jackson, who is your curse this year? Oh. <laughs> did you? Did I even say I was going to pick Mahomes? Because no, I was going to. You didn't. No, you I just, just know that. You just knew that you would. <laughs> Me and you have picked Mahomes three times already. So, like, it's you it's don't like need to you, you I just know, know it's going to happen. Yeah, it's not, it's not even debatable. Um, this isn't even Jackson. This is who is the player Jackson is going to curse. Which I don't necessarily want to curse this guy. That's the, This is the first time in a couple of years I don't want the guy I picked to be bad. I'm going Trevor Lawrence. I'm picking him to be Trevor Lawrence is going to have the worst career. I know. Like the first time you, we didn't know there was this curse that existed. Well, I, I, and then like, Carson like, oh, curse. Like, see, here's what I was going to do. I was going to do Justin Fields and hoping that he fell off a cliff. But – that is just way Dude, too. Dude, what the fuck is wrong with Justin Fields? Like, what do you have against him? He's a fucking bear. That's the number one problem. I hate the fucking bears. So there you Don't go. Don't act like there, there's not even a legit chance he wins it. Have you looked at the MVP All right. odds? All right. Have you looked at the MVP odds, Josh? Uh, I can. Because I'm telling you right now, Justin... he's he's not as low as you think. He's. He is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. He's tenth in MVP odds. Are, are we looking at the right Justin Fields? I'm looking on. Adjust- I'm looking on Vegas. Oh, yeah, yeah, He yeah, is tenth yeah, to win MVP. Above the likes of a guy like Deshaun Watson, the, those types of guys. Like he is doesn't have the worst odds. So, but I'm okay. Scroll Trevor down Lance. and look at Trey, look, scroll down and look at Trey Lance's picture because it's just, yeah, it's just his teeth. But, what the fuck. All right, here we go, boys. This is known as the most prestigious award out there in the NFL world. MVP comes nowhere near close to this. This award started during COVID. Came upon John Alvey. John did make this award. He did. This is the Trent Williams Comeback Player of the Year Award. And I don't give a shit. Wait, and before, before, before I say anything, this is also excluding DeMar Hamlin. (laughs) It is the okay. first year we've ever done this where the guy that is favored to win this award is a minus. DeMar Hamlin is a minus 500 to win this award right now. Like, what the fuck? This, like, if we all knew Alex Smith, like, John's, John, what were we going to say about Alex Smith? I was just going to say, I do not care that Alex Smith's leg was reconstructed. Trent Williams deserved it. I mean, Trent Williams is a better player, and that's what it should be. But let's be honest. If DeMar Hamlin steps on an NFL field this year, the award is He's over. DeMar Hamlin can yeah. step on yeah. the field now, and step off, and he still it's wins. It's no fun to predict that. That's not fun to predict. So we're going to exclude that. But just for those listening, just know that we would, obviously, if we had to pick, rationally pick DeMar Hamlin. It's, I don't think there's ever been a more sure bet in the NFL. But we're not doing him. So let's go. All right. I'm going down the route. Oh, Jesus. Okay. This sounded bad. I'm going down the route of John Alvey. How it started with Trent Williams. They found a tumor in him. This player had cancer last year. This I know what you're doing, is, too. It's John Mechie. Yep, I do it. But that's still All right. That's still crazy. You, prefa- you prefaced it by that. Um, yeah, I, I feel like this man actually has a chance. I mean, he could, <laughs> like, yeah. 
John, and I'm, before John picks, I do want to note John's previous picks. In 2020, it was Trent Williams. In 2022, in 2021, it was Chris Long. No, Kyle Long. And Kyle, Kyle Long, Long yeah. never stepped on the field for the Chiefs. It had to be yeah. someone crazy last year, too. I'm pissed we don't have that. Yep. I, I don't know if this qualifies as crazy, but I do. I wonder if this guy thinks it's crazy enough to bet on because I'm taking Calvin Ridley back Ooh. from the year-long <laughs> suspension. The NFL, just imagine the scenes. They choose the guy that they literally had to suspend for a year because he bet on the games over the guy who almost died. It would be so damn funny. Um, I also <laughs> have I, – I do have picks from last year. I just found them. Holy okay. shit. Who was it last year? Did I pick Mahomes to an MVP or did I pussy You out? did. You did. Let's go. I told you I had one. I thought I picked Mahomes. That Let's was go. the only pick correct. Who was his Because you picked Josh we... Allen. Josh was all I did over pick, the pick. I did pick Josh, Josh Allen. So, you got, so John does have a correct pick. We John does have John a correct pick. You got to update our John is John is 1 in 20. I am 0 in 21. Jackson is 1 in 20 as well. Oh. <laughs> Who was my comeback pick? That's what I was getting to. I don't, it's Jameis Winston. Oh, nice. <laughs> I've got a good collection of picks going right now. I like yeah. it. <laughs> who's our, I'm curious. Who was our defensive rookie of the year last year if we didn't pick Sauce Gardner? I, John picked Kayvon Thibodeau. Okay. I picked Derek Stingley. And Jackson picked Jermaine Johnson. Oh, well, I picked a Jet. I picked the wrong Jet. Um, okay. I, I also, John, that was a great pick in Calvin Ridley. That's a go. funny pick. I like how you preface it too. Um, wow, I cannot believe I'm about to do this, but I'm doing my third jet of this prediction. I'm going Brees Hall. I think he comes back as a really good year. Like this is an automatic like L for us, but we're gonna still. We did this one year. I I meant to do this last year, but I forgot to do it. We will send out a DM to beat writers of the NFL and. Ask them to vote for the Trent Williams comeback. And we're going to say you have to pick between – if it's DeMar Hamlin. If it ends up being DeMar Hamlin, we're going to send it out and say pick who had the best year of these three. And that's who will yeah. get the point. Because – Like, we, we've already set the finalists before they stepped on the field. Yeah, like, DeMar Hamlin is the most obvious shit. And to be completely honest, like, that it's just – it's just unless DeMar Hamlin comes back and has a Pro Bowl year, that's just not what the award is about. The award is about – you know, something happening and coming back and having a really good year. Not just coming back. I mean, the man died. What do you mean something happened? <laughs> but I'm saying you have to come back and have a really good year. You can't just come back. Like, Smith I, came I back. I also like, like, John Mechie at plus 1,200 is, like, the best plus 1,200 yeah, no, I would John, ever ask look, for. I'm saying. If DeMar Hamlin But you've got to come back and actually produce. You can't just come back, take some snaps, and be like, oh, that guy's comeback player yeah. of the year. Because that's not really what the award should be. Um, yeah, but, but like, right. yeah, DeMar Hamlin's number one odds and then it's Tua and Russell Wilson. Yeah. Which made no sense. Here are the picks before we wrap this show up with D4 to the week and maybe Mizzou. I don't know. I don't know if we have time for Mizzou, but anyway, coach of the year. I have Sean Payton. John has, uh, Doug Peterson. Jack has Robert Sala. Trent Williams comeback play of the year. I have John Mechie. John has Calvin Ridley. Jackson has Brees Hall. Defensive rookie of the year. Jalen Carter. I already Will Anderson told you I already forgot, and then Christian Gonzalez, offensive rookie of the year, Jackson Smith and Jigba, and two Bijan Robinsons, defensive player of the year, T.J. Watt, Chris Jones, and Fred Warner, offensive player of the year, CMC, A.J. Brown, Garrett Wilson, 
MVP to Patrick Mahomes and a Trevor Lawrence. Is it too late to change right. my coach of the year? Yes. Yep. Come on, let me change it. No, nope. I wanted to change my pick so many fucking just times. Just let me change it. You can tell us what you would change it to, but I just I I would prefer it to be Frank nope. Reich. Too bad. Okay. Too bad. If Frank Reich wins it, just know I said at the end of this show that I and just my know mind. that you didn't pick him when you. I, I know, yeah, I know. Look, I, I'm not going to get the point for it, but just it, those were the two I was debating through. Now, if Robert Sala wins, though, you guys are like, you didn't even want him. So exactly, can't really win anyway. So either it's way, it's a win-win for us because yeah. I'm going to be like, well, that's avoided pick. Do you guys have any more time, or do we need to wrap the show up pronto? Uh, D four to the week, we can do yeah. real quick. We can. We can turn D4 of the week into a little something because I'm going with my classic answer. Yes. John Sherman. Yes. Fuck that guy. But we've already done John Sherman. <laughs> no, no, we haven't. No, we haven't. We, oh, we haven't. We haven't. We, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just going to say, man, I want to know where he got those numbers from. No, that's but, not even what. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Well, I'm just saying. He, he put like, it's going to be like $1.6 billion in revenue for like surrounding area or whatever just some absolute out of his ass shit um i i have been on i have read plenty of things that say sports stadiums in general are bad for the economy like every single time um so yeah that's just where i'm gonna put that he, he can lie all he wants but it's not true all right my d4 of the week is movie tickets the, going to the movies I've I'm starting to branch out from sports. I kind of like it. Cost me forty bucks to go to the movies last night with a friend. Just just by buying your own ticket. Did you pay for both tickets? Both tickets and okay. a drink. Okay. That, that, she you chose it. Oppenheimer Jackson. I am going to see it tomorrow. Actually. My Patrick Mahomes of the week is Oppenheimer. Your Patrick Mahomes of the week. <laughs> yes, Oppenheimer. Slaps. If haven't, you haven't seen, seen it yet, it, please no spoilers. I'm going go. tomorrow. Make sure to use the What do you mean spoilers? We, 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 the, the bomb works. If, well, if I, you're going to eat no candy, shit, bring water. I was so thirsty at the end of the movie, bro, but I was not leaving my seat. because it was. Good. Oh, my God. The end of the movie. Oh. Has anybody, fire, has fire, anybody fire. seen, have either of you seen the new Indiana Jones? I have. No. I no, have, I have is it worth watching? I think it's like... That's right the way to stream. Like, I wasn't upset that I went, but I also wasn't like, fuck yeah. You know better I mean? or worse like, than the atrocity that came out in 2008? It was much better than Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Okay. Yeah. It, That's all I it is like a, It is a serviceable, fine movie. It's just a little bit too long and like Harrison Ford's oldest shit. So that doesn't help. <laughs> yeah, That's true. That's true. Um, okay. One thing I wanted to touch on before I get into my D4 of the week is on the John Sherman thing. I hate how in that letter he put out, he brought uh, Dick Hauser's widowed wife into it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fuck yeah, yeah. you for that. Like, how are you going to bring her into it to, like, convince people that the new stadium's a good idea? That was just so... Yeah, that just rubbed me the wrong way. It was like, how can you say, like, I got to meet her in the parking lot and talk about the history of the Royals. What fucking history, first of all? Second of all, like, why are we bringing her into it? Like... And uh, it, third, felt gr- it felt gross to tie in Dick Hauser's widow to hyping up a new ballpark and asking for tax dollars. It just did. Yep. I'm surprised John Sherman's in the Kauffman Stadium parking lot. He better hope he doesn't see me there. <laughs> That's not a threat. It's not a threat. It's not a threat. It's but John, did you see? Did you see? Did you see in the note that he said like, 
I like I want people to reach out and talk to me when they see me or like he said something along the yeah. lines of like yeah he said keep extending your hand first thing I thought about was you I was like holy shit I extended a finger that's what I extended uh, also by the way Justin Herbert in his first year of his contract will get a hundred million dollars <laughs> what how much was the signing yeah, and bonus he's, and he's guaranteed 218 million Oh, Holy shit! I was close. Oh I said two twenty. I said two twenty. Contract is so good. <laughs> that is crazy. Well, the Chargers window just got you know a little messier. That that's good for us. That was um, always going to happen. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. So I mean, two two good D Fords of the weeks right there. I almost roasted Josh for his, but I'll I'll refrain from now. Um, I, I think I'm in the clear, but like, dude, that was at a regular theater too. Like IMAX, that shit was with taxes and a fee. It was 25 bucks a ticket. That's ridiculous. Yeah. It's something. Yeah. Um, I think that's fair. okay. Mine. And we haven't really gotten to talk about this yet. And I know this is a little bit of old news since the last time we all had a show, but my D4 of the week is going to be the NBA's in season tournament that they added. Um, and Disagree. it's not, it's not going to be the tournament. That's not what I'm going to harp on here. It's the timing of the tournament. Why the fuck is it in the middle, in the peak of the NFL season? Why the fuck would you schedule it there? The week, Why did they make it in the first place? That too. They want to compete. But they yeah. can't. They can't, and they shouldn't even think they have an actual possibility to because nothing in America competes with the NFL at all. You had the prime opportunity to put this thing the week after the Super Bowl or or put this the week of the Pro Bowl. You could have, or I guess that would have drawn into the Super Bowl. So the week after the Super Bowl, this could have started. You could have started this right after the All-Star break. But you chose to do it at the very beginning of the season in November and early December where the NFL absolutely rules. It's peak NFL season. Shit is getting I mean, intense. I, to me, this entire thing an is NBA just... Game on a Sunday? What? How often are you watching an NBA game on a Sunday? Never. My point proven. And I'm never going to. Because so. it's inferior to the product. So why, that's my entire point, is why would you schedule this tournament then? Why would you do that? Because Probably you're competing. You're not in. just competing with Sunday. You're competing with Monday and Thursday, and you're also competing with bowl season. Like, you are, it, it was okay. a terrible terrible scheduling mistake on their part in my opinion the nfl has i mean the the nba their big day kind of has been christmas day they should stick to that and try and stick away from the nfl just understand the nfl is going to dominate them in ratings until it's over and and to john's point as well i don't even get the point of the tournament what you win the tournament and you get 500 grand you get a million dollars mill who gives oh, a fuck? you think it matters to lebron well, all the bench players you, but but okay why do we want but, to watch a tournament where the bench players care the most that is not like there's no appeal and you get nothing for winning it you get nothing okay. you should be the, more inclined the, the if you're a team I have, though the counterpoint that i have though is that aren't we talking about like this isn't replace adding more games right i like, understand that it's that then then I don't think it really matters. Like I understand that no one's sitting here and saying the tournament's going to be the best thing ever. Like I agree, it's not the most intriguing thing. But those those regular season games are so damn drab to begin with. Like, but here's the fine. Here's, but I get that, John. Bit. And I'm I'm not 
My argument wasn't that it shouldn't exist in general, even though if you asked me, I probably would be... If you asked me if I wanted it, I'd probably say no, but that's not even my argument I'm arguing here. It's the timing of it. Yeah, the regular season's boring. Do it in February. Do it when there's nothing else on to make the regular season more exciting. When there's when you're standing alone right before March Madness where there's nothing, that is your window to do it in my opinion. And they just I just don't get the timing of it. And I also think there's and look, they're going to they're going to mess, they're going to do stuff with it. They're going to tinker with it. They're not going to it's not just going to stay the same as it is this year, right? But wouldn't you be inclined as like a older Laker team or an older team to just get bounced from this thing early and get more rest? Like what what why wouldn't you? I'm pretty sure you end up playing the same amount of games if you make the championship or not. That's weird. It's a weird situation. I know. I yeah, know they like, said every game counts. Whoever towards wins it, it's there's there's like a weird way they mess with the schedule and every team still ends up playing 82 games. Look, and I, the reason I'm not making it the entire thing my D Ford is because I'm willing to give it a chance and willing to see what it's like and maybe it's really fun, but I am gonna make it a D Ford the, the timing of it because I just think. Man, if you want to introduce something new to all these fans and stuff like that, that is a tough time of year to do it. On top of everything I already mentioned, it's the holiday season. People are busy as hell anyway. I just think it, it – I could be totally dead wrong on this. This could be one of my worst takes ever. But I would have preferred this to be later on in the season, not at the very beginning of the season while the NFL is still going on. I, I see what you're saying. I don't think it really matters a whole lot. I think it you're you're splitting hairs there. We'll see. But, I mean, I know for a fact that the NFL is going to be taking up a lot more of my attention than it. Like it's, I'm not going to really. I'll probably have score updates on for it. I might tune into the championship, but I'm, if this was when the NFL was over, I can tell you I'd be much more inclined to watch. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. And I know yeah. not everybody will agree with that, but that. That I just think on the NBA's part, anybody ever trying to compete with the NFL is in for a tough one because it's not going to happen. Yep, yeah, I'm sure the NBA researched it. I'm sure one way or another they're going to have their best viewership at that time. Oh, they'll I have no clue. I, I'm sure they'll figure something out. Uh, and I think maybe yeah. part of it is that they used to rule Christmas Day. Now the NFL is kind of doing Christmas Day as well. So they're trying to find something uh, earlier on in the season to get a big audience. But yeah, I mean, I think unless you guys want to talk Mizzou, but we could save that for no. another episode. But we're back. I mean, this is the season is here. I mean, we are kicking it off. I think the Hall of Fame games in what two weeks? A week? Not too long from now. So we are we're back. Training camp is here. A lot of exciting stuff. We are through most part the dreadful summer of the Royals. Uh, a lot of the trade deadlines next week. We'll have some talking points on that. But for this episode. This has been Primetime Kansas City, and we will see you later.